this is Hannah Henson. And we want to welcome you to Raise Your Standards podcast. So you're on our ninth episode of season three. So Hannah, do you want to take it away with our special guest today? Yes. Today we will be talking with my friend Josh. Um, Josh and I are from the same hometown and went to the same high school together. Um, So Josh, welcome to the podcast. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thanks for having me on here. It's definitely a privilege. I'm excited. I think this is my first interview. So usually I'm doing the interviews. So yeah, it's definitely a change of pace and I like it. Um, Like you said, I'm from your same hometown, grew up together, same high school. And I just had, I played sports in college and, um, you know, I just had some really good things with that experience. I also had some really challenging things with that experience. And I've noticed a lot of people have some similarities that I had. And so a lot of the inspiration to start a podcast was to help those types of people, like people that are in my shoes right now. I thought it would have been great to hear something that I'm saying now back when I was 19 and 20. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think definitely needed with, I feel like more pressure has come into sports in general, whether it be like little league up until, you know, you're in college and it just becomes more and more. And I feel like there's more stress, anxiety on athletes and the families and finances. So, um, I'm excited to unpack a little bit of that. So, um, how did, okay, let's just go to college. Well, high school first. So we're from a very small hometown, which is Minong, Wisconsin. And I graduated with 37. I don't know how many you graduated with, but um, yeah, it's just sports is everything I feel like in our hometown. So um, I feel like there was a lot of dedication to it. So yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about football specifically, but yeah, and how it led you to college. Yeah, absolutely. So high school was the glory years for sure. And uh, (laughs) sports were a big deal where we're from. I think sports is a big deal wherever you grow up. And it was like I said, there's good things and bad things. And the good things were I learned a lot of accountability. I learned a lot about teamwork, learned about relationship building, all those really good things. And those are the things I really loved about sports in general. I think football for me was because there's such a diverse group of people. You have 11 guys just on offense, you know, another 11 just on defense. You got almost 100 guys in college when you're playing football. So there's so much different backgrounds, different ages, and a lot of experience. So I thought that, for me, was why I really loved football. And again, some of the struggles that I went with, I mean, it started, like you said, in Little League. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. The thing is, when you face those things when you're younger and you have success with them, you start to identify with that stuff. And so you start to welcome maybe too much pressure, maybe too much of a, of a good thing can sometimes turn into a bad thing. So for me, I really found myself identifying too much with football and I had a really, really tough time as long. I mean, a lot of people do with, with stuff in general, when, you know, college football is over and you don't need 90 other guys relying on you. And so you kind of, you feel, you know, aimless. And so you kind of start to wonder where you are in life and stuff like that. So I find that a very common theme with college athletes, uh, especially. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Kind of talking about your purpose almost of like, yeah, after you lose that purpose in sports and I did track in high school and 
part of college. And that was something that after kind of taking a step back from that, I was really like, what the heck? Like, what is my purpose? I have no idea. But that's really when I started to find my authentic faith. I think before I'd kind of believed and Mm -hmm. I was passionate about it, but it wasn't nearly until as much until after that fact. So I guess kind of to dive into that a little bit more because you said you had lost your purpose a little bit or um, what, I guess, what did you do after that and how did you navigate that change and transition? Yeah, I don't know if I really ever had purpose, like a true purpose until maybe three or four years ago. And so all I really had was validation and affirmation from the world. Uh, and again, the definition of the world can be a lot of things. My definition at that time, specific example at that time would have been college football, would have been my grades in school. And like I said, this is very common right now with our age group where we feel like we, you know, we have to be good at school. We have to be good at sports. And if we're not, we're, we're not good enough. And I say this all the time. There's nothing wrong with being really good at football. There's nothing wrong with even going pro or whatever. There's nothing wrong with being really good at school. It's just, if you put your identity and what can be taken away from you, then you are always going to be insecure. You are always going to be at odds with the world because the world can't give you what it is that you truly, truly desire. And I found that out the hard way. I think a lot of people do. And, but I'm glad I did. I, I think all three of us have found it out at a younger age, which is a huge blessing. Um, And I think because we found it, we have to tell people about it because there's so many people. I mean, just think about it. How many people are probably 60 years old right now and they've kind of danced around the truth, but they never known the truth. And obviously all three of us have been through something where we're like, holy smokes, like I need to really evaluate what's real and what's not real. Like, does my this coach's opinion really, really affect my identity? And that's hard. It's really, really hard. But you know, everybody this common saying the best things in life are are hard, but they're worth it. Yeah, definitely. Well, and the thing is too, is yeah, we talk about like idols and the world and all that kind of stuff. And you talked about truth and what that really means and going through things to kind of find that. Um, I think. Yeah, for the audience and just yeah, talking about truth, we can talk about what that means. Um, the truth, at least for me, and I'm thinking I'm talking about all of us, um, is just the Bible. Like the Bible and your relationship with the Lord is that truth that we go to. It's not, you know, something that you find on the in the newspaper, in the news, um, or identify with in the music industry or sports or anything. Um, I know we're really stressing sports right now, but overall, just not identifying yourself with something that you think is going to fill you because it's never going to fill you. The world will always leave you wanting more because it's not fulfilling. Um, just like bad food, you know, like when you put it in your body, it tastes good, but it's not fulfilling. So, um, such a yeah. personal trainer thing to say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I might, I might argue that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, milk and honey, sure, that's in the Bible, but yeah, I don't know about like ice cream and, you know, brownies. And oh, stuff. no, <laughs> you didn't go there. Actually, I can't have it, so it doesn't really affect me, but I suppose. Allergies. Anyways, I have a but, yeah. hot topic question because Josh, when you're talking about kind of, um, you're like, oh, the three of us have been through hard experience. Like, that's why we're here. That's why we know about Christianity, which is actually true, I would say, for all three of us, but. I have also had a friend at one point ask me a question who is a non-believer 
And she had asked me and kind of pointed out to me, she was like, I feel like everyone who is Christian has been through some hard experience and that's why they're Christian. And I stopped to think about it and I was like, I don't think she's wrong necessarily, but maybe if she hasn't felt like, oh, she's been through a hard experience. And actually since this had this conversation happened, she has been through a hard experience and lost a parent. But I think that really made me just stop and think about like, what would you say to that person who had mentioned like, oh, they had, haven't had a hard experience and are kind of um, trying to figure out what faith might look like for them? Yeah. Well, I say the, the first answer to that question would be, you don't have to go through a hard experience uh, to know God. I think we live in a generation, and this is a very deep conversation, a very long conversation, where we're feeling the effects of what I would call, uh, I don't know, an overly religious generation ahead of us. So there's causes, there's pain from that type of experience. Now that's a huge long conversation. I explain that in different podcasts, but to make answer that question more directly, I think everybody goes through hard stuff. There's no way you're going to make it through this world, this fallen world without going through challenges, without going through hardships. I've realized the difference between a believer's hardships and a non-believer's hardships is one self-persecution and the other is world persecution. All right. I went through some self-persecution stages in my life and it was hard. And and I had to be honest with myself that it was all my fault. And I know you had said earlier that, you know, you believed in God, but didn't really, really, maybe I, I might be paraphrasing, know God. And that's how I was. I I knew God was real, but I didn't know God on a personal level. And I think everybody deep down, whether they're non-believers or believers, know that there is a God out there. They just don't have a relationship with that God. And I think that's the difference between a believer and a non-believer is a believer truly has a relationship, right? You can be married to somebody, but if you're not spending time with that person, are you actually married? No. Okay. So to me, and again, like I said, I had, I, I was basically destroying myself. And I realized that this is enough. And the reason I was destroying myself is because I needed other people's affirmation. I needed to be good at football. I needed to be good at school and all this other stuff. I needed to look cool, right? All this stuff that the world says will make you feel good. And it ended up not being good for me. And so I think everybody, if they're being honest with themselves, feels that to some degree. Um, I think God has a plan for everybody. God has opportune moments for everyone. Now, humility is what allows us to realize that this hardship can just be a platform for us to overcome. It can be a stepping stone for us to grow us and to ascend us to higher places from glory to glory. And so that's what I realized all of this crazy stuff that I was doing. I know it's kind of weird. I feel like God has always had a, a purpose in my life. Everything that I've done outside of God's will for me, somehow, almost like Jonah, has been within his will for me. So again, that's not to say go crazy all the time, right? Because I think there is a much more fruitful way where if you're just obedient to God, where I believe, you know, all three of us are at right now, it's just a much more easy, a much more fulfilling, much more fruitful way. And the world doesn't understand that until they start following in it. And so that's where maybe the disconnect comes with believers and non-believers. But yes, long story short, Hardships just help accumulate the factor of knowing God's unconditional love, but it doesn't have to be that way. 
Right. And I think it looks different. Like hardships look different to everybody. Like we all have different personalities and we all handle things differently. So a hardship for me could be like, um, I get frustrated really easy and people really like the attention or that kind of stuff really triggers me. Um, but for someone else, it could be okay. A death in the family, like that's a huge thing to overcome or that's a hardship because you saw a lot in that person. Um, but I think, yeah, as believers, that is how God intended us to relate to non-believers is like, okay, yep, you're meeting them where they're at. There are hardships in the world, but this is how to handle them properly. Um, I think that's a lot of the basis of being a Christian and just having your relationship with the Lord, because there is, there's always going to be hardships no matter when um, and how, um, how little or how big. So it's just, yeah, how we handle those things. Um, so you did mention in your little spiel about podcasts. Um, so Josh, do you have a podcast? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I started that. It's been yeah two years ago now. So I've had a few episodes with some really really awesome guests, and then I've had lately just a few episodes with myself. I'm really just sharing what God has shared with me, and it's been really awesome. I'm really glad it's something that I've done. I strongly encourage really anyone who has a testimony to share their testimony somehow in some way. It doesn't have to be a podcast yourself. Uh, it could be joining one, or it could just be standing up and saying it somewhere to your friends or not. Um, it doesn't really matter, but expressing yourself is a really, really big deal. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what are some things that um, you think have been heavy on your heart that God has told you about? Also, recently? what's the name of your podcast? I think that would be interesting <laughs> yeah, that's cool. to know. <laughs> what's that? What's the name, the name of, your, of podcast? your podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Salvari 22. So I actually just explained why it's Salvari 22 in my last episode because it was episode 22. And uh, so just really quick, salvare is the Latin Vulgate root word for salvation. And salvation, I, I know a lot of people think it just means save, which it does, but there's a lot of things that fall underneath that, as with a lot of God. So God gives us eternal life, but there's a lot of really great promises that fall underneath eternal life. And 22 is light, okay, because in the Hebrew alphabet, there's 22 letters. So... The New Testament is written in Greek mostly. The Old Testament is written in Hebrew mostly. So combining the Greek and the Hebrew to bring light to the road of salvation is really where I try to drive all my content. And it really ends up being like how eternal life really, really helps us solve all of our insecurities. I mean, there's different layers to it. But at the end of the day, I say, <clears throat> if you know you're going to heaven, does really any of this other stuff matter in this life? Uh, at the end of the day, it's no, and that really gives us freedom to live this life like a believer, and that really, really, I think, resonates with a lot of people, and so it's really about just fulfilling the will that God has for people by knowing and having confidence and bold faith in what Jesus has done at the cross. Definitely. That's huge, and especially, yeah, the message of salvation, for sure, um, that we all need to hear, plus, yeah, non-believers as well, so... Um, so what made you really start the podcast? Was it just basically your testimony and wanting to share it or yeah. Like what did God lay on your heart with that? Uh, yeah, well, I'm kind of, sometimes I get a little too far ahead of myself. Uh, that's one of my <laughs> problems, but, uh, 
Uh, so it started out as this big business plan and then it boiled down to a podcast. I realized I'm only one human being and uh, this is really what I wanted to do. And so it was more just, yeah, I want to share my testimony, but more so I just wanted to help people. Um, server, I think a lot of believers, I think everybody has a serving gift in them. It's how are you going to serve? And so once you find out a lot about yourself, I found out more about myself doing this podcast than I did before. I didn't really even know if I wanted to do a podcast. It's just one thing led to another. And the next thing I know, I really enjoy doing it. I'm really starting to find out who I am, what the content of the podcast is directed towards the target audience, all that good stuff. And so I think what people need to understand with things like this is just take a little baby step, just take a little baby step, maybe just do a Facebook video at first or a Facebook post, whatever it is. And then, you know, if it feels good, if there's favor there, just keep walking in it. And so I really went from like Facebook videos to little other things to a podcast and it's really been great. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, those faithful little steps. I talked about that in a different podcast and just how, yeah, it's all little decisions and we think it's just a huge thing, but in reality, it's just little steps. So yeah. Autumn, do you have any questions for Josh? I feel like that's just really relatable. I'm kind of just soaking it in because I think when I had kind of decided to start this, I was like, uh, what do I want to do? It's COVID as an Enneagram three. I'm someone who is an achiever who I need to be doing something at all times to feel like I have purpose in the world, which is not great and can be bad. But in this way, it kind of led to producing a podcast and then having to learn everything from the ground up, figure out what kind of mic do I have? What do I need to figure out with posting? And had some really awesome people who have helped a lot. And uh, Russell, our audio editor, has been wonderful. And I had to edit one podcast by myself. And I was like, no, I Russ, Russell has this gifting and I'm going to let him keep having the gifting because this is not my strength um, at all. <laughs> but it was really interesting to kind of figure those things out. But as uh, someone who does have a podcast, I think I want to pick your brain a little bit about what things have worked well with launching the podcast because you had talked about that you'd learned things about yourself and what are some areas that you realize, like, I think you had already mentioned that maybe you're a little bit in over your head and kind of just navigating through it, but it's very relatable. So I'm curious to hear more about that. Yeah, for sure. So I think the first part of that answer would be, um, I think, you know, whenever you have an idea, at least for me, I feel like it's going to happen A, B, C, D, F, G to Z. I think I'm going to have linear success. And I've really learned that it's really more of a rhythm than it is a routine. Um, and I, and I, cause I want to put out a podcast like every week or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then by this time I'll have this many, this many subscribers and then I'll have this and then I'll have this. And obviously none of that happened. So but when it, but then that's how you find out what is it that you really want to do. Well, I'm still going to do this no matter what because I really do enjoy it. And with that being said, I really found my niche. I think that's the hardest part, finding your niche, finding out who you are, who you relate to. And once you find that out, then it's it's actually better to start investing because right away you want to you want to hit the ground running, you want to be successful. And so one of those things is, is marketing and you get your podcast out, you start paying for marketing, you start paying for ads. You think it's, and it works somewhat, but when you do that before you really know 
what it is that you're talking about and who it is you're trying to talk to, then it sort of just falls on deaf ears and you're really just wasting your money, which is what I did. And now that I'm in a place where I'm just doing it for fun and enjoyment, I realize the things that really need to be in my life will be there. And then I take advantage of that opportunity as it comes instead of looking for it. I'm more so just kind of sit back, relax, let it happen as it comes. And then just keep growing in that. Okay. If there's favor there, I just call it finding the favor. If there's favor there, then just keep flowing with it. Um, If there's not, then maybe it's just not the right time and I can come back to it later. That's good. Mm. Yeah. I think that's really true. And Hayna and I were talking about that because we care a lot about this and it was kind of like, why do we care so much? And I think for me, it's really something I feel very driven towards because I feel like God has given me this purpose of like trying to reach, uh, younger generations and people kind of exactly what you honestly talked about of trying to reach people who were in, who are in my shoes four years ago, five years ago, they're walking through college or trying to figure out their first job after college. And it's something that I feel very passionate about. And I think Hannah gave me a great reminder of like, those things will come and, you know, it will continue to grow how it's supposed to and naturally. And it's not something we need to stress over because if God has given us this purpose, like it will be blessed, even if it's not right away. And even if it's not what we think it'll be a bunch of people, like just faithful listeners, even if there's like five of you, Hey, five people listening, you know, thank you. we, We really appreciate it though. And something that brings me joy of like Sometimes there'll be random people, like a friend of a friend who's like, oh my gosh, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, really? Like, oh, hi. Like, I didn't, I haven't talked to you in a while, but I'm so glad. And I'm, it's just really awesome to see, even if it's that one person, if one thing you said made an impact, then praise the Lord. You know, that's really what we're here to do. So, yeah. yeah. Well, if, yeah. well, if I could just add one more thing, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but because uh, this is super important. Um, I realized that if you're thankful for what you have right now, like you said, your five listeners, if you're thankful for those five listeners, you'll more than likely get five more. But if you stay rooted in what you have right now, just being thankful for that right now, it's, it's really impactful. And there's this really, really crazy, I don't know what to call it, but there's this all sorts of anecdotal evidence in the Bible where you really have to be willing to let go of everything. So yes, this may be God's calling for you. Podcast may be exactly what God has for you, but spiritually, are you willing to let it go? I'm not saying you have to quit tomorrow, but let's just say if God were to say like with um, Isaac and Abraham, okay, are you willing to give up this son that I promised everything through? And that's really hard. Now, again, you know, keep that within context. But when you have a willingness to let things go, you'll find out you'll have, you'll just be able to make better decisions and you'll get more through that willingness of just letting go. So that's, I don't know, it's very paradoxical, but it's true. It works. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is really good. And that was good to add. (laughs) Yeah, I just think, I don't know, because I know that you guys kind of pioneered the platforms for um, podcasting or like, you know, your own podcast. Um, Autumn invited me on this, um, which I'm so blessed to be able to do now um, with you, Autumn. Uh, I could cry. No, um, no, but I think it does. It comes down to like, yeah, I know we started this off with sports. Um, you know, we made some other references, but it does come down to your calling and just walking that out and just letting the rest go to God. Because yeah, if you're being faithful to where he's called you, 
then that's what you have to put your faith in, not the actual action or um, skill or whatever it might be. Um, Because there is a lot of good that come out of that. Like sports, there are a lot of really good things that come out of that. Like you said, um, community, having good um, communication, relationship building, all that kind of stuff. Those are all core things of a good character. And also someone who, you know, follows God because those are characteristics of the Lord. But you know, those never um, went over and above anything of what God's heart really was um, for his people and for us today. So, um, yeah, I just think it's really important to yeah unpack that. And I'm really glad that you mentioned that for sure. So. Great. And I guess kind of transitioning, uh, is there anything else? Because I know a lot of people like I mentioned are kind of in college or graduating college, even some people are graduating college this year, kind of in the working world for the first time. Uh, Can you just talk about your path post uh, football and college? Yeah, well, I would say that, I don't know if that's where I struggled the hardest was in between college and my first career job. Um, But it was probably the most challenging in the sense that I, I just knew this isn't what I wanted to do until I was 65. And I was really struggling with what the world offered. And I was just, I found myself very upset because, and I, and a lot of people at my age group like to go down the conspiracy, you know, theory road. And so I was kind of going down that rabbit hole a little bit and you'll find out that that role or that road, that, that journey is very fruitless. It's very it's very hard. It's very challenging because the knowledge of good and evil is a curse, whether it's true or not. And you're filling up your mind and your heart with those things. It really does bring you down. And that's where I was. I was like, man, I feel like I'm just being manipulated in, in the debt, into working off debt and all this stuff. And I feel like I'm not expressing myself the way that God created me to be like my, 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 my hardest thing was if God created me, why is this what I'm doing? And I think what I was really doing in those moments, I didn't know it at the time, but what I was really doing in those moments was asking God, who am I? And, and, and what is my heart saying? So there's this one, th- and I know it's very cliche, but it, it is one of my favorite movies. And it's one of my favorite lines. It's in Sandlot when Babe Ruth is talking to a kid and he goes, follow your heart and you'll never go wrong. And like, I just mean like, come on, like, Sandlot knows that like, that's basically what the Bible is saying to us as believers, like follow your heart and you'll never go wrong. Right. We're, we have this world where there's so much knowledge and there's so much this, so much that, and it's all good to a certain extent. And, and it's, it's helpful to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, it's between you and God and God writes his laws on your heart. And you just got to follow your heart, regardless of what the social norm is, regardless of what your bank account says, you know, all that's a factor. Yes. But the main factor is Jesus and what he did on that cross. And that gives you the courage, the faith, the strength to do the will that he has for you. So, and that's, it's challenging, but it's a really good challenge. We all want to be challenged. We just want to be challenged in the right ways. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Sometimes we don't want to be challenged in certain areas we're like really comfortable or we get comfortable and it's like okay I like to stay here and that sounds really good um yeah but I think it's super important like we talked about hardships and stuff that can cause a lot of growth and getting you out of that uncomfortable or that comfortable stage um because that's the growth like you should be growing every day so yeah that's really good 
Um, I was just going to say, I appreciate yeah. the Sandlot reference because <laughs> I love the Sandlot. And if you haven't watched the Sandlot movie, go watch it. It's classic, really inspiring. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And recently I watched uh, Mighty Ducks too, which just classic, <laughs> you know, classic. Throw goodness. on Miracle too, Miracle. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, good movies. that's next yeah. in line. Yeah, a lot of people out here haven't watched it. And you were kind of saying earlier too of like, oh, like <laughs> most people grew up in with sports as a passion. But you'd be surprised out here in California how many people are not aware of who's in what, you know, sporting event or when um, 49ers were in the Super Bowl out here, I was like, oh, you guys excited for the game? They're like, what? What's happening? <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you're kidding me, right? And mm-hmm. just no clue. So Midwest, some... I feel like it's flooded with. Oh, like... for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So go have some sports appreciation. Uh, but besides the Sandlot, this was also one question I wanted to ask you because you seem like a very passionate, driven person. And what inspires you? That could be movies besides the Sandlot, uh, books, uh, leaders, other things. I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, well, what inspires me, and I know this is going to be cliche, but it, it's not anymore. What inspires me really is, is Jesus. Because the more he reveals himself to me, the more <clears throat> I have a reason to get up. And whenever he gives me something in the morning or, you know, in the afternoon, just, you know, those little things that he reveals himself to me more and more. It makes me, it, it, it inspires me. And then it, it allows me to go to bed satisfied. So I think that's kind of the rhythm that I like to be in is am I waking up and inspired and am I going to bed satisfied? And I think the two go hand in hand. And I realize that it's only Jesus that really gets me up in the morning and allows me to go to bed at peace. And if I could just expound on that as much as I can. Okay, so what does that look like? It's, it's I don't know. I don't know. Cause he's always surprising me. Okay, so that's why I say it's Jesus. I mean, I could say it's my family because at times it is. Jesus uses my family to really inspire me. Jesus also uses my podcast to really inspire me. He really, you know, uses people and just in general to inspire me or something. I don't know. It could be literally an idea, music, whatever it is. But I know at the root of it, it's all Jesus. So that's why I say it. And I know that sounds cliche, but it really is him providing grace to me throughout the day that things that I just never knew could happen. And so when things like that happen, it, you have to talk about it. So I know we, we asked that question earlier about hardships. Yes, that usually is how people start to believe, but what makes people continue to believe in God is grace. And because once you, once he reveals his grace to you day in and day out, you want more. And so I find myself, oh, it could be a book. I mean, it could be drums, music. I mean, there's so much that God has done for me that really actually makes me excited. And there's this quote that really struck with me. I believe it's by Benjamin Franklin. He says, most people die when they're 25. We just don't bury them until they're 75. And that was me. I was like, I'm a walking zombie right now. But grace really made me alive. And I'm more alive now than I've ever been in it, it inspires me in the morning and it, it allows me to go to bed satisfied. That's good. Also quarter life crisis. Oh, it's rough, but oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so rough. <laughs> I, I can, I can agree with that, that I think truly three years ago, I was just at one of the lowest points I'd ever been. And shortly after that is when I feel like I truly found my faith and identity and I remember walking through the season and ironically it was right before COVID, but I was just, I, 
stopped and I was like, I have pure joy. And I had never truly felt that. I had felt happiness. I had felt times when there's fun laughter, but I'd never had a season where I was just in pure state of joy. And that is when I felt like God was really drawing me in and I was having to lay certain things down, like you're saying, and laying down comfortability and being able to walk towards God in that way. And once I did let those things go, I had not fully embraced that. So it was, it's cool. And I think we can talk about it as much as we want and you just won't be able to understand it until you actually are walking through it. So, but yeah, yeah. yeah. That is really good. And I don't, I think, yeah, once we have that moment where, yeah, our full fulfillment, even just little moments are like, yep, Jesus fills this, like Jesus is the one that's filling me up. Um, because yeah, I mean, we've been friends for a long time, Autumn and I, um, since yeah, freshman year of college. So like 2015. Wow. Wow. That's so long. Don't date us. Well, it's fine. It's good, but it is, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, just like the different things we've walked through. Um, but even myself, like, I don't think, I think I've slowly been becoming the person that I'm supposed to be, but yeah, right now I'm just like, yeah, I definitely see how God is working through me and through different experiences that I've had and growth and still learning a lot of different things. But um, yeah, I just think it's really important to talk about those things and get those things voiced, you know, whether it's, you know, hard stuff that you've walked through, talk about it. Don't ever like hold it in. Um, I mentor a couple of girls and I had one yesterday that was like, I just don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to tell anyone about it. And I'm like, I get your need or our need as humans to be like, okay, I just don't want to say anything, but that's like the enemy saying you'll don't say anything because then you're shedding light on something that can be helped and fixed and whatever through Jesus. So, um, I just think overall, yeah, across podcasts, across jobs, across sports, across anything, just yeah. Really being open and honest with people. So yeah, well, if I may tag on to that a little bit, bringing it back to sports, that when you have a problem and you isolate yourself, that's what I was doing when I was at Scout with football. I had some injuries in football, and the only way I knew how to deal with an injury was to shut up and play. But these injuries were significant enough where I couldn't just do that. And so I really was losing my purpose while being on the football field. And, you know, all these thoughts go crazy in your head. But the thing is, it it happens to everybody. You know, sometimes I feel like I think it might be more for men, uh, especially men that think of themselves as the provider. Men that think of themselves the way we grew up, especially in the Midwest, is you you shut up and you deal with it. And social media is not something you express yourself on. And so that was something that, you know, I almost forgot about that because that was about two years ago now, but that was a real challenge for me was, was not isolating myself, not secluding my testimony and just getting out here and doing this type of stuff and seeing that, you know, guys from the Midwest and even women, okay, you can express yourself in appropriate ways, even if it's, even if it sounds bad or even if it's terrible the first time. I mean, you should listen to some of my videos the first time. They're pretty awful, but (laughs) you know, you you stick with it and you know, you just find, you know, it just comes. And so that's one thing I tell people is Christianity isn't, you'll never fail again. It's just, you actually look, you don't necessarily look forward to failure, but I mean, it's just really growth. That's all it really is. And it's, it's, it's much more beautiful that way. And life is much more, you know, you just wake up and smell the roses 
and you just find a silver lining in everything and it really does help a lot. That's good. Yeah. This has been great and awesome. Hannah, do you have <laughs> anything before we close out? Um, not really. Um, yeah, I'm really thankful that, yeah, we're able to do this and yeah, it's just really cool how God just like one aided like all of our lives, but especially like Josh and I, um, cause like we knew each other in high school, I would have never thought that we'd be doing this, you know, like in any world. Cause yeah, I mean, to put it in perspective, um, Josh was a senior and I was a freshman in high school and I was like, well, I don't know this kid, but I knew he worked hard, you know, and was, you know, very dedicated person. And yeah, we've gotten to know each other since then. And it's really cool that now you're on the podcast. So yeah. And I appreciate you being on the podcast too. And it is cool to see kind of how God has grown different relationships. And even Hannah, I was thinking about this the other day of like our faith has been consistently growing together. And I think that's very unique and defined in a friend. So I appreciate you and appreciate you, Josh, for coming on the podcast. But to kind of recap some of your takeaways, I loved a lot of these. Uh, but the first one was if you put your identity in something that can be taken away from you, you're always going to be insecure. And that's something I have have lived out as someone who is an achiever, whether it was track or grades or literally anything. It If it's not in alignment with God and you're not putting your full trust in him and your identity in him, that is going to be something that is unstable. So I really liked that. And then uh, a couple other ones you had mentioned of just hardships are really a great uh, springboard for getting to know God on personal level, but doesn't necessarily mean that that's something that you need to be brought into faith, but it is something that, like you said, is there's always going to be hardships in life, no matter if you've had them yet or not, which if you haven't had a hardship in life, I would like to know who you are because I don't yeah. believe that, but, <laughs> but especially with the last two years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right exactly. <laughs> and gas prices. Oh, don't even talk to me about gas prices. It is six twenty-three yeah, here hey, or good something luck in insane. California. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I work remotely and thank the Lord right now. So God, God knew that and he gave me a great job right now to work remotely. <laughs> but anyways, um <laughs> Amen. Uh and I think just talking about too of really following your heart, being able to serve in whatever gift God has given you and that might change, but if you're consistent with what God has given you and being able to really truly live that out to the best of your ability in alignment with what he's called you to do, he's going to bless that. So really, really liked that a lot, but Hannah, do you want to take it away? I sure can. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Um, not really. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you like this podcast, just, um, leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss one because you all want to hear our voices. I know it. Um, we also have an Instagram, um, you can follow us at raise your standards podcast and then our personal accounts at autumn Odin and at Hannah underscore Henson one and Josh, you, you have an Instagram that we can throw out there. And the podcast. Uh, I just have my business one. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Savari twenty two. Okay, perfect. So yeah, follow us on social media and come back for our next episode. Bye.